This is a C. Jason podcast, and I'm Kelly Smith, a pathologist at the University of Washington. I'm joined by Nicole Andine, a pathologist at Oregon Health and Science University, and Rupali Avasari, a nephrologist at Oregon Health and Science University. We're delighted to present our study published in CJSON entitled Fibrillary Glomerulonephritis, Clinical Pathologic Features and Atypical Cases from a Multi-Institutional Cohort. The identification of a new diagnostic biomarker for fibrillary GN called DNAJB9 stimulated our interest in defining the clinical and pathologic features of fibrillary GN. Due to the rarity of this disease, prior clinical pathologic cohorts have been relatively small and optimal treatment is unknown. As such, our goal was to combine the experience of three centers to better define the pathologic characteristics of fibrillary GN in this age of DNA-JB9 testing, and to identify clinical and pathologic features that predict outcomes. Our cohort included 266 patients with kidney biopsies, biopsies demonstrating fibrillary GN, 100 of whom had available clinical follow-up. Approximately 11% of kidney biopsies had one or more unusual feature, including monotypic immune deposits, Congo red positivity, or unusual fibril diameter. Fibrillary GN as a possible monoclonal thermopathy of renal significance represented less than 1% of cases. Immunostaining for DNA-JB9 confirmed fibrillary GN in 100% of cases diagnosed as fibrillary GN and 80% of atypical cases diagnosed as possible fibrillary GN. At a median time of 24 months, approximately 50% of patients reached the combined primary outcome of end-stage kidney disease or death, 20% had chronic kidney disease, and 20% had partial remission. A multivariable analysis, the greatest risk factors for reaching the primary outcome were male sex and EGFR at diagnosis. Immunosuppressive therapy with rituximab was significantly associated with stabilization of disease progression. We hope our findings assist physicians in the diagnosis of fibrillary GN with atypical features, many of which may overlap with amyloidosis and other monoclonal gammopathies of renal significance. Some of our clinical pathologic observations and outcomes, including a rate of 50% end-stage kidney disease at two years after diagnosis, corroborate other studies of fibrillary GN. Importantly, we identify a significantly higher rate of progression to end-stage kidney disease in men with fibrillary GN when compared with women, a phenomenon which could not be accounted for by any differences in baseline clinical or pathologic factors. We did not observe a significant difference in outcome for patients treated with immunosuppressives as a whole. We note that these patients had a somewhat higher incidence of crescents on biopsy, which may confound the analysis. Thus, optimal therapy, particularly for patients with fibrillary GN with crescents, is still unknown. Importantly, rituximab was associated with non-progression of disease and currently appears to be the most promising therapy for patients with fibrillary GN. This podcast is copyrighted by the American Society of Nephrology, all rights reserved. All content in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be medical advice. This podcast should not be used in a medical emergency or for the diagnosis or treatment of any medical condition. 
please consult your doctor or other qualified healthcare provider if you have any questions about any medical condition or before taking any drug, changing your diet, or commencing or discontinuing any course of treatment. Thank you for listening to this podcast of the American Society of Nephrology. Thank you.